Welcome to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want a plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to episode number 24 with Larry Heller. Today, Larry is going to talk about what to do with your home in retirement, and there are lots of key factors that you need to consider. So, Larry, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. Now, where do we begin with all this, Larry? Well, we, we begin with you know, the, the home, and you know, in the eastern part of uh, the country and probably the western part of the country, homes have really appreciated and it's become, for a lot of, a lot of people, a large part, large asset of their portfolio. So they're torn as they get closer to retirement, what they should do with their, what they should do with their house. So the first thing we really want to kind of look at is the home going to be needed, the proceeds from the home going to be needed to help fund the retirement. For many people, we don't plan on using the home in retirement when we do a financial planning analysis. But for many people, they are planning on doing that and they are thinking about different ways of using their house, either by selling it and downsizing it or by taking out a, a mortgage so they can spend some of the equity that they've built up. So it becomes a very interesting conversation with many people to see exactly what they want to do from that, you know, from their house. And there's other factors to, you know, that to consider. Because if you have a house that has appreciated, you can't spend the walls, is what I tell people. I said, that asset is great, and if you want to eventually leave that to your children, that's terrific. But you can't spend the walls in your retirement. If you want to spend some of the money that is accumulated in your house, you need to downsize and sell and then have the liquid assets to enjoy some of those, the expenses you want to do. So the first thing is really determining what the game plan is and what you want to stay in the house. Part of it, what we find is it does become very, very emotional with the house. We, we actually have two clients that are adamant, no matter what, they want to stay in their house forever. And both of them may or may not be able to afford to do so based upon their spending, their spending habits. And their asset is a big portion. Their house is a big portion of their assets. So trying to discuss that with clients. And the funny thing is you'll will actually be sitting in a meeting and the husband and wife will be having, I want to say, arguments because one spouse wants to sell and one spouse wants to stay and they'll ask us our advice. So we, we get caught up in that and try to come up with some type of solutions. If you decide you want to stay in, you know, stay in your home, there are things you can do either by taking out a mortgage, which I'll talk about in more depth in a little bit. There are reverse mortgages. So there are some things that are you can do to stay into your house. We do try to point out to clients that we've seen, some of our elderly clients, that you need to be cognizant as you get older that maybe your house isn't fit for you anymore. Maybe there's too many steps. Maybe the upkeep has gotten out of control and you no longer can keep that. So those are some of the conversations that we have with our clients on determining whether they want to stay in their home, whether they don't want to stay in their home. 
And it, it, it's kind of interesting, too. It, on my block, we've had two people um, move out and new neighbors have come in and both of them are retired couples. So people aren't just downsiding to 55 and, and older communities. They're still looking at different homes, and that may be some of their goals is to be able to purchase and live in this home. So everybody is different on what they want to do later on, whether they want to stay. And of course, downsizing and moving from the house is emotional, especially if you've been in the house for a long period of time and you've raised the ch their children there. I've known that one of my sons basically said that he wants to buy the house from me. But he doesn't want that ever to, to, to leave. And we'll see what happens down the, down the road. But determining where you want to go and how to downsize is also another decision that many people wrestle with. Should I stay in this area? Should I move to a new area? What type of home should I buy? Should I rent? Should I buy? So those are some of the, the decisions that are made and need to be discussed. And what is the right cost for those homes? We always recommend that if you are moving to a new location that you do rent first rather than locking yourself into buying a home where you may not be happy. So determining and knowing where you want to go in retirement as part of our financial planning process and looking at the house becomes a very interactive conversation and not something easily determined and could change over time. We've had people who have clients who have said, well, I'm going to stay forever. But as they get older, they start to realize this isn't the best for them or they see that the weather is better somewhere else. So they want to they want to move. But what about those clients that do want to stay in the house? So and or even buy a new house. So one of the issues that comes up is sh what should I do about a mortgage? Should I pay off my mortgage if I have one? And I really tell clients this right now, there's two decisions to make. There's an emotional decision and there's a financial decision. The emotional decision is everybody likes to say that they have no debt. It's great to walk around to say that they have no mortgage. So I think it's terrific if you can pay off your home and afford your retirement and have peace of mind to sleep that you have no debt. But not everybody is in that position or if they do have a mortgage, they have maybe a very low rate. So maybe they refinance, maybe their rate is less than 4%. So from a financial standpoint, a low interest rate mortgage, which may or may not be deductible from a financial standpoint could be great, especially as interest rates rise and you soon could be earning more from the bank than you are paying your mortgage. So there are two decisions I kind of talk about, the financial decision and the uh, emotional decision on what to pay off, on, on whether you should pay off your mortgage. Uh, there's also been some changes in the tax laws that you need to be aware of. The mortgage cap now is down to $750,000. Anyone who bought a home before December 15, 2017 is capped at a million dollars. And it doesn't make a difference how many homes. If you have a second home, you're still allowed to aggregate the, the different. But if you have a mortgage greater than $750 that you've bought after $12, $15, that's your limit. The other thing that's interesting is home equity loans are no longer deductible. So if you 
were planning to use some of the equity in your home, let's say you only wanted to take out $100,000 in your home, it would be deductible to you. So it would be nice. The, the interest rate that you're going to get would be tax deductible. That is gone. And we have some clients that have some home equity lines that they haven't paid off. And we've discussed whether it makes sense to, to convert that home equity line to a traditional mortgage. And people are surprised that you know they may be in their 70s or 80s and they can still get a mortgage. And, and you can. Um, of course, interest rates have creeped up the last few months, but they're still considered low. But if you're in a high tax bracket, sometimes it may make sense to convert a home equity into a traditional, especially if you're going to stay there a long time. And let's talk about, you know, you know, tax brackets. So if you're in a 30 percent effective tax bracket, I'm going to round here and your mortgage is at four percent. You just took out a new mortgage and that's mostly interest that with a 30 percent tax deduction on that mortgage, your mortgage payment is in essence less than three percent. Very, 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 very low. So you want to kind of look at those numbers and see what's going on with the new tax law. And speaking of the new tax law, the standard deduction now has changed and has increased. So if you're married, the standard deduction is $24,000. Single is $12,000 and a head of household is $18,000. So even if you do have a mortgage, if you don't have, if you're no longer working and you don't have state and local taxes, which is capped at $10,000, same as your property taxes, you, the mortgage deduction may be less than your overall standard deduction. So therefore, having the mortgage is no longer deductible. So you, you want to kind of look at that as well and see what your standard deductions are. So... So there's a few factors that you want to consider, whether you're paying off an existing mortgage, whether you want to stay in the home and figure out a way of using some of those walls that I've talked about and taking out a mortgage versus the home equity loan. And there's also the reverse mortgages. I'm not going to go into that, but that, that's actually another way of taking money out of your home somewhere down the road. So those are all financial decisions to kind of think, you know, think about. Also, we've also get asked, what about a second home and discussing how does that impact on the retirement plan? Things you should consider. Again, the, uh, the mortgage and whether it's deductible, you should be considered if you're going to take out a mortgage on the second home. The costs and the upkeep and the maintenance when you are there, and of course the cost when you are not there. How does that factor in? Should I buy a second home? Should I rent a second home? How does that get, how does that affect my financial and retirement plan? So those are all decisions that are you know important. And of course the cost of a second home. We've actually run some retirement plan simulations and based upon a client buying a home for X amount of dollars and received a call from a client literally at the second home's office, real estate office, saying they found this home that they love and it's gonna be a lot more than what they originally thought. Can you rerun our retirement plan to see if this will work. 
and we'll put them on hold and run and run the retirement plan. And, and they like having that peace of mind. So knowing what the costs are for both a first home and possibly a second home is important in determining whether your retirement plan will work. So those are some of the, you know, the factors that I say that everyone should be aware of when it comes to their, their home. And really, just to conclude, you know, there's an emotional factor, a personal and emotional factor of, of your home. And then there's the financial factor of your home. There's, do you need the home as part of your retirement plan? Or do you not need the home as part of your retirement plan? Then, of course, as I mentioned, the mortgage decision and the, and the upkeep. So these are all factors that you should discuss with your financial planner and determine whether it's um, whether it's right for you. And with that, thank you very much, Larry. Is there uh, is there anything else that uh, we should comment on today on this episode number twenty four? I think I covered it all, Matt. Good. Well, I think you did, too. I just didn't know if there was any other pearls of wisdom there. All right, Larry, well, thank you very much for your thought leadership today. Thank you, Matt. And this was episode number 24, when Larry was talking about some key factors that you need to consider if you're going to stay in your home in retirement. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click the subscribe now button below. That way, every time Larry uh, comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And if you have already subscribed, make sure that you click that share button below too and hand this out, share this with all of your friends and family so that they can find out exactly what you're learning on this fantastic podcast. For Larry Heller, this is Matt Haller, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon.